Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Housing Wire digital producer Victoria Wickham, and this is The Daily Download. Today's Daily Download episode features an interview with Jared Kessler, co-founder and CEO of real estate tech company EasyNoth. In this episode, Kessler speaks with digital producer Alcina Lloyd about the U.S. real estate market and whether or not it's likely to experience another dip. Kessler delves into how the COVID-19 pandemic has transformed the housing market and what trends he's been seeing in the real estate market. But before we listen, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I'm joined with the CEO and co-founder of real estate tech company, Easy Knock, Jared Kessler. Thank you for joining us today, Kessler. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, having me. Of course. Uh, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your company? Yeah, um, our company is creating flexibility around home ownership. Uh, essentially, our flagship product, Sell and Stay, allows people to be a renter of their own home. And if they want to buy it back, they could buy it back if they want to move the uh, benefit all the appreciation while they live there. So really revolutionizing home ownership in a new way without being a lender. All right. Well, as we talk about home ownership today, we're also going to talk about the real estate market. Listeners, today, Kessler is going to speak to us exactly about the real estate market and whether or not it's likely to experience another dip. As you know, the COVID-19 pandemic transformed our nation as housing markets across the country experienced a surge in infections. As a means to control the spread, many cities enforced stay-at-home orders, which altered the way in which realtors, lenders, appraisers, home builders do business. Kessler, at the beginning of this crisis, many were asking, can the housing industry even withstand COVID-19's impact. Uh, Now, months since the virus began to spread, many are saying the market is performing better than ever. Uh, What's your take on this? Uh, My take on this, well, first of all, okay, please call me Jared. Uh, Kessler is what people, my teachers used to yell at me when I was being bad. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Uh, My take on this is is that you had a a government uh, coming in to uh, bridge a pay gap. And as a result of that, people's household solvency was higher than it's ever been. Um, so the housing market was acting uh, particularly healthy between the months of March to uh, June, and you're starting to see less um, what less support or backstop from the government. And I think you're going to see a major shift from inventory being uh, scarce to people starting to panic and uh, and the housing market starting to really soften up, especially in urban areas where people are leaving to get more space and uh, lower tax uh, areas. All right. So as all these changes are happening, we really have to talk about the housing professionals that are going to be uh, watching over these changes. We know that housing professionals have had to alter the way they do business, whether they're a realtor, lender, appraiser, or a fintech professional. What have you seen or heard in the industry about some of these changes? And what has your company personally experienced as well? 
Yeah, we partner up with uh, real estate agents and we've seen more eagerness and them being a lot more open to selling other products that can essentially be an arrow in their quiver because they understand that as things are changing at this much of a pace, uh, they want more tools in their chest. So they're very eager to learn about how they can sell our sale leaseback product or non-lending bridge product. Um, also, in terms of COVID in general, appraisers are seeing record demand. So they're sort of, they're backed up as well, too. So people are being a little more flexible about doing drive-by appraisals or brokerage assessments versus appraisals. So everyone's adapting. Uh, even with notaries, uh, government has been much more open to allowing uh, e-notaries as well. So uh, really impressed with the way uh the American ecosystem in real estate has adapted. Well, as we talk about demand and the housing industry adapting and weathering this pandemic, we really have to look at the data. In July, Build Back's a property condition data service provider claimed new housing activity jumped back up amid increased demand from home buyers capitalizing on low mortgage rates. Furthermore, the Commerce Department reported sales of new houses jumped to a 13-year high in June. You mentioned that demand has been a huge presence. Are we likely to see this uh, be a driving factor or are we likely to see this ease? Um, I think in the short term, you're going to see it continuing because there was a lot of pent up demand. And like you said, mortgage rates are so low that people are able to afford to buy. And a lot of people are leaving cities to want to live in places with more space. But as you see, if you continue to struggle, I should say, and people using their house as a source of liquidity, you'll see more supply in the market. And that will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think that will shift to the other extreme where you'll start to see a softening in the market. The last thing I'll say is you'll probably see the biggest discrepancy you've ever seen in the US, where you'll have one area that's 30 minutes away from another area, like New York City to Long Island, where New York City will can see a drop of 25 to 30%, where you can see a place like Long Island where there's low supply and it actually the housing market uh, How's the average housing price goes up? Okay, so this is perfect for our next two questions. Before we get there, let's move on to a topic you've already mentioned and one I'm sure everyone is discussing, housing inventory. At the beginning of 2020 and even in 2019, it was being reported that the housing industry was suffering from a severe housing shortage. There was fear that the shortage was likely to worsen as the COVID-19 pandemic continued to spread around the country, halting production and growth. Now data is saying housing supply is strengthening as new home construction shot up 22.6% in July. Do you think housing construction will continue to grow? I think it will continue to grow. And then as you see the market soften up, you'll see the construction ecosystem start to slow down. And then you'll see people being very wary of taking that risk. But right now, I think the trend is your friend. But I would say probably by the fall, you'll start to see an extreme shift going the other way. As we do see the shift, I'm sure that's going to impact home prices. So inventory and home prices walk hand in hand. Although inventory may be growing, the nation is still lacking in supply, which has increased home prices. For example, sales of higher priced properties drove California's median home price to a new high in July, according to data from the California Association of Realtors. California isn't alone, as data shows home prices rising in several pockets across the country. Do you think this will impact home buyer demand going forward? I think, it, I, I think it can continue to go up in the short term, but I just don't think it's sustainable. I think there's too much damage in the economy and in the underbelly right now, where eventually that's going to trickle. And you can't have a boom in the real estate market like we're having and then have a different movie being watched in the rest of the economy. Eventually, it's going to catch up. It's inevitable. 
All right. My last question for you is really about the home buyer trends that are emerging during this pandemic. Like, for example, new data suggests the attraction of home ownership for women changed during COVID-19, and urban areas are experiencing an exodus as suburban and rural areas are seeing an uptick in migrating home buyers. Are there any other trends that you're seeing in the market? Yeah, I think uh, because of affordability, you're having a mass exit, which people have been talking about for years in high tax uh states where people just figure if I can work anywhere, why would I work in a place where, you know, city or state taxes are really high. So I think that's a major driving factor as well. Um, And that's probably one of the biggest factors that's going to drive more growth to some of these states like Florida that have lower taxes, um, barring any sort of COVID fears. All right. So as we wrap, I'm going to have to ask you the question, which uh, we initially covered at the beginning. Do you think that the housing industry or the real estate market specifically is likely to see another dip this year? Or do you think we're out of it for the good? I definitely think there's going to be a dip. I think it's going to happen in the later part of the year and it's going to continue for a few years. How do you think the housing industry will be able to weather this? What will be different from uh, the initial onbringing of the pandemic itself? Um, I think that you have mortgage rates that are going to continue to be really low. So borrowing money is going to essentially be essentially free or cheap. It's not going to be free, but it's going to be something like we've never seen in our lifetime. And I think the supply issue is going to help that. But uh, like I said before, you can't have an economy this damaged right now without having an effect to the housing market. Eventually it's going to make its way through and then you're going to start see a little bit of a panic in the market and you're going to see inventory start to open up and you're going to see, you talked about buyers, uh, home buyers. I think that's driven by confidence. And when people are wary, you're going to see a major discrepancy between the bid ask spread between what someone thinks their house is worth and what they're willing to buy. And eventually that's going to, you know, add fuel to the fire. All right. Well, thank you, Jared. Before we end this conversation today, do you think there's anything else that our audience needs to know about the real estate market? I I would just say that I think what a lot of people don't understand is that there was record savings during the pandemic because people weren't going on vacation. People weren't uh, spending money on business clothes, gas. Um, And that gave a little bit of a false sense of confidence. And as it starts to wear out, between people's not saving as much and the government not writing checks out, you're going to see a completely different ballgame. All right. Well, we'll have to check back in with you when that happens. Thank you for giving HousingWire the opportunity to interview you today. Thanks, Jared. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the daily download today and I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. And if you haven't already, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the podcast so you don't miss out on the news of the day as we continue to share the hottest topics in the industry every weekday. Lastly, we just launched the August Housing Wire magazine that features a complete redesign in all new sections. If you sign up now, you can help us give back to the NBA's Open Doors Foundation since we're donating $5 for everyone who posts a photo of them with the August magazine issue. Feel free to tap us and use the hashtag HWGivesBack2020. And yes, digital issues count too for your photo. And with that, that's a wrap on today's podcast episode. Catch everyone here again on Monday.